you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City. It's Wednesday, September 13th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Two days removed from um, Aaron Rodgers getting injured. The news was confirmed yesterday after our show was complete. Yet now we're going to talk about the Jets this morning. And do yeah. you feel like we're, we're going to just – Salah doesn't want to be put in the obituary column. He but, wants to be looked at as a team that can survive and fight, Peter. Can I tell you something? Thanks. What? New Jersey had this just this down moment, and it was raining on Monday night, and then they, they lift themselves up, they win the game. Last night in Newark, mm-hmm. the MTV VMAs are on. Yeah. I got sucked in. Talk about it. I got, and I was like – I was vibing with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Or Peter. Yeah. Then Puff Daddy came out, and he performed with his kids. I was like – I was all in. I'm like – there are sunnier days ahead. Come on now. It was happening in Jersey. In New Jersey. The Jets now are 1-0 and on top of the... I'm feeling inspired. Yep. Just like Taylor Swift. I was vibing to the Jets beat yesterday. I liked what Salah had to say. Mm, bad Peter, boy for life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Peter, when you walked in here this week, you're just uh-huh. looking at him vibing. I, just, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was vibing to the Taylor Swift. <laughs> you walked was, in here this morning. I wasn't proclaimed. dancing to her. I was dancing to her dancing to other artists. I like it. Mm. Yeah. I like it. She, she's an incredibly supportive artist. Very she knows. She yeah. love it. Peter, I appreciate it. You watching Taylor Swift. Thank you so much. So well-rounded. Ian Rappaport, good morning to you. Our NFL Network insider assigned to us this morning. Rap sheet, we are choosing to go on the side of joy for the New York Jets. What is the latest with Aaron Rodgers, who might not be feeling as joyous this morning? No, I would not imagine Aaron Rodgers is feeling very much joy and probably won't for the next nine months as he recovers from that torn Achilles, which we learned yesterday via an MRI. It is, in fact, completely torn. He is out for the season. Yesterday afternoon was officially placed on injured reserve, which doesn't always mean you're going to be out for the season. But in this case, it certainly does. And you guys are right. Robert Sala struck the right tone yesterday, saying he doesn't understand why anyone puts an obituary onto his name. He talked about how they have 52 other really good players on the roster, plus a practice squad, plus a quarterback they believe in. And this is not necessarily lip service. This is a quarterback who they drafted number two overall, who did have a winning record in his starts last year, despite having some some clear struggles. And if they were wondering about a formula for making this work without Aaron Rodgers, they literally had it on Monday night because he went down four plays in. And they won, including some great defense, a big special teams touchdown. But make no mistake, guys, the Jets are going to be looking at some quarterbacks, as Robert Sala said, looking through some things, I believe is how he eloquently said it. This is Zach Wilson's team. He has been under the watchful eye of now highly paid quarterbacks coach Aaron Rodgers for the spring and the summer. Rodgers took a special interest in him. They have a good relationship. He's going to do everything he can to make sure Zach Wilson is successful and so, so much rides on that very fact.
It really does, Ian. And the New York Jets get the Dallas Cowboys on the road treatment this weekend on CBS. It's a 4.30 Sunday special. I know, uh, Zach Wilson, good luck to you. My friend Rapshi, talk to you in a little bit. Ian just mentioned it. Robert Sala spoke yesterday about his team's chances moving forward without their four-time MVP at quarterback. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary onto our, our team name. Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him, but uh, I think there's... There's 52 other guys in the locker room, plus the 16 practice squad guys that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. You know, we've got championship caliber defense. We've got great skill guys in the, on the offensive side of the ball. Our O-line is going to continue to gel and get better, but we're excited about our group. So there's still a lot of faith in the locker room on the things that we can still accomplish this year. So it's while the outside world can go ahead and write whatever story they want to write, there's, there's still the true story being written in this building. Yeah, their wall is unfinished, that wall that we saw on Hard Knocks. The coach wants the locker room to believe those things that he just said on the back end. But can the Jets actually rebound from this without Aaron Rodgers? Kyle, there is actual football to be played with a different sure. quarterback besides sure. Aaron Rodgers. Come to Wait, take, take that for a second, though. Hold on. I, I want to get to this early, and I want us to be early, and this is a show. Mm-hmm. I strongly, strongly believe that Aaron Rodgers will be the Jets quarterback next year. I think he is coming back. I think he will rehab. I think we have to do. I do not think he's retiring. A lot of people say, he's done. He's going to be 40. I do not think that. I've heard people say he is a quarterback about reading the signs of life. And when you get hurt in five seconds, it's the signs telling you it's time to be done. I disagree. I think he's about overcoming obstacles, doing things on his term. I think he decided in that blue tent that he will be coming back next year. Mm -hmm. And when we are sitting here in September next year, I believe Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets in 2024. Mm -hmm. I feel very strongly. I want that to be said clearly. So next year, when we're right, we'll know it. In the meantime... It's going to be really rough. I, I was asked just today, do you think they know what they have in Zach Wilson? I think they know exactly what they have, and I think that's why they got Rodgers, and I think that's why they did this and did that. I also think I think they might have Eric Dickerson at running back. Like, that Brees Hall experience <laughs> the other night, what the hell was that? It's way below the fold because of everything else that happened, but he looked electric. They have an offensive line. I don't know if they can pass protect or not. But they can run, and this guy, this guy's this dynamite. Young, Simon. really Happy talented players. Uh, Zach Wilson, I don't know if he's one of them, but it's handoff, 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 play defense, handoff, handoff. And can, we should have done this yesterday. Can we have the clip? Will, will you just give us just a little taste back in 1999? Just give us a little, little dick for meal right now. Please yes, roll it yes, for us. Come on. We will rally around Kurt Warner, and we'll play good football. That's all we need to hear. You know how it happened. Trent went down, Kurt came out, and now he's our colleague, and he has movies and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to be the American underdog. I don't know. Let's go, Zach. See, there was mystery about Kurt. We hadn't seen him. (laughs) We've seen some Zach. It's a little different, but Robert Sala, we will rally around Brees Hall, and we will play good football. What do you say? Right? Yeah, look. Hey. Right, Coach? That, that Vermeil clip, you know, is special in my heart. I do it it's basically the best. every the week, best. too, after someone goes down a week. Yep. Or every yeah. preseason after there's an injury. If you're a fan of the show, you've seen that clip more it's on this show than you have for NFL Films history. Dennis Quaid did it in the movie. We like, love it was really good. that clip of Vermeil. And yet, like, this one happened in the game. Think about what happens. Rodgers goes down. They're down at half. Like, they won the game. Yeah. I know that sounds like... Think about that locker room and how they rallied together around each other in real time around Zach and found a way to beat the Bills. This wasn't beating a you know a smaller yeah. team that was coming from. This is our arch rival Bills, yeah. who were division champions two years in a row. Yeah. And with Zach Wilson, they came back from ten points and they beat him mm-hmm. after finding out the news that hey, your quarterback is most likely done for the season. I, I know the reports he's not officially done. It's gonna. Be. And then they come out the next day and. You know, Salah could have said, we're going to explore every option we possibly can. And fans, we are going to be dedicated to that. Don't you worry. We're going to call on Matthew Stafford. 
We're going to call on Kirk Cousins, who has a one-year deal, and we're going to see if the Vikings will get... We're going to stand behind Zach. And why are you writing an obituary on us? Somebody said for that, you know, this is going to be a lot about Salah right now. Mm. I think Salah's mm-hmm. going to be important. I also think it's going to be a lot about Nathaniel Hackett right now. Yeah. This is a guy who flew under the radar. Okay, I'll latch back on with Rodgers and I'll rehab my image and maybe I'll get some positive buzz. But it's mostly going to be Rodgers and I'll be there with him. Here's the full kitchen sink. When Salah took the job, he said he gave the offensive duties to, to Hackett. It's Hackett's offense. Now Hackett's going to be able to prove, okay, it didn't work in Russell Wilson and it didn't work in Denver. But if he can get this other Wilson, mm-hmm. if he can get Zach Wilson going and they can get an actual offense going, you better believe we'll start forgetting about what happened out there in in the Rocky Mountains, we're going to start talking about what a wonderful job Nathaniel Hackett did. He's not anything yet. This is an opportunity for him to show his worth, and it's an opportunity for Zach Wilson to also rehab his image. I think it could be a cool story. I don't know how far it goes. Mm. I love where you're going with that because you have Hackett, you have Todd Downing who came over from oh. the Tennessee Titans. Both of them leave. The Titans lost seven straight last year. He had whatever went on on the plane, the whole nine. <laughs> and then Hackett, you mix that in. This opportunity is one thing when Rodgers is a coach. It's another thing where now here's where you earn your checks to go coach Zach Wilson in this offense and try to figure it out. But I look at Zach Wilson, and yes, he hasn't been good in his Jets career so far. But the entire preseason, offseason, he got a chance to be around greatness. Does that mean now all of a sudden, just because he was hanging out with Aaron Rodgers in the meeting room or he was joking with him on the sideline during a preseason game, that now he's going to be the next great thing and he's going to be Kurt Warner? Absolutely not. He can still go out there and throw three interceptions in the game and be bad. But you hang out with greatness enough, maybe it rubs off on you. Aaron Rodgers continues to drop gems. Maybe he scoops up a few of them and are able to put them in play. The expectation wasn't for Zach Wilson to play this year, but you look at what the NFL is. You never know when your opportunity is going to come. For some, it comes a lot sooner. For others, it comes later on. Geno Smith last year took advantage of his opportunity. Mm -hmm. When you let too many opportunities slip by, the next thing you know, you're out of the league and you're hoping that somebody will sign you. You heard RG3 talk about it yesterday. (laughs) He put himself, he put Cam, and he said, we could still be playing. We'd be a distraction. I don't know about that. But at the same time, you look at it, when those things go by, you're like, dang, but I was the starter. I got a second go round. I got a chance to be around Aaron Rodgers. For Zach Wilson, obviously it's we all know it. This is a big moment. He has to take advantage of it. Something had to transpire throughout that preseason, that being around Rodgers, that being around Hackett, that learning the game from a different angle. Mm-hmm. He has to be better this year. And I love Salah rallying around him and saying, we believe in him. We trust him. We've watched him grow throughout this offseason. He has to put it in play because I don't know if there's going to be another opportunity to do so. I look at one guy. I look at the one guy that Hard Knocks gave the Tony Soprano treatment to. And I thought at the time, editorially, it was not the right selection when they gave him the Tony Soprano treatment. I thought it should have been Rodgers. But watching Robert Sala go through all of the emotions that we saw on Monday night, I felt like I was living. I mean, this is immediately after the injury. This is, let me coach through this game. I'm fighting for my guys. There is jubilation. There is frustration. There is shock. This man wears his emotions on his sleeve. I respect that about him as a coach, as a human being. He has been honest with everybody moving forward. I mean, I felt like I was on this wild ride. Respect the director for showing him as much as he did. And then the celebration, and that's how it ends. If anyone is going to align this team properly, you can do the X's and O's. You can do this, you know that. This is a long emotional season Mm. for anyone who is involved. We saw it with the Bills last year. If this man can get this team on the right track moving forward emotionally, he's a hell of a head coach. And that's not, you know, have a remarkable season. It's get him back on track and get the players in a bright mind space without Aaron Rodgers.
Time for today's wake-up call presented by Verizon. You know I've got a podcast, Kyle. Uh, it's called <laughs> The Season with Peter Schrager. It's hard to book guests. It really is. You're oh, calling yes, them up. Is. You're asking them it's for so favors. Hard. They're not being paid. Oh, Peter, how hard was it to get this guest? It was pretty hard. He's a pretty famous comedian and actor. His name is Hank Azaria. <laughs> but I had to get Hank on the podcast as an instant reaction guest because of the Aaron Rodgers injury. Mm. After the injury, there's this doom and gloom, and there's this... Oh, it's woe is us. But Hank is usually pretty optimistic. Mm -hmm. He wasn't here. Oh, let's, uh, let's listen to Hank Azaria's podcast appearance on my uh, pod when I asked him about the uh, injury to Aaron Rodgers. I texted you that too? Yeah. That's, that's really, no, you start to kind of believe it. Mike Puma wrote a book about the Mets and I wrote the forward and I, I wrote about being Mets, Jets, Knicks and how it's actually made me quite a negative person. It really has. Um, it's affected me genuinely. Like in business, you know, trying to get projects made in show business is very hard. And at the first sign of trouble, I'm always like, well, that's it. Whenever, it's not going to happen. And my partners are always like, why are you so negative? I'm like, because I'm a Mets, Jets, and Knicks fan. That's why. And they laugh. And I say, no, I'm not kidding. Dead serious. <laughs> I'm absolutely true. I have come to expect Aaron Rodgers' outcomes like that. Like, that's it. We're done. Forget it. Can't have nice things. That's the line at the end. That's the line at the end. Can't have nice things. Mm -hmm. can't. I feel Hank sad. Hank is awesome. The podcast is great. I mean, he goes deep into the 2007 Mets collapse. He's talking about how the Jets, you know, every time, time they got to the AFC Championship game, of course they lost in the big spot. Your thoughts on a Jets fan saying, quote, we can't mm. have nice things. Mm -hmm. You know, it, first of all, it answers a question that I've always had about fans of New York sports teams, Mets, Jets, Knicks, for example, is like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Were you a pessimistic person <laughs> and then you chose your team or did your teams make you a pessimistic person? Hank Azaria is telling us that he used to be like all puppies and rainbows <laughs> and now the Mets, Jets, and the Knicks, I heard Nets, but it's Knicks, they made him this way. I guess I'm sorry, Hank, for you and your loss and all your heartbreak over the years. It makes sense. I'm with you. I think there's a lot of fan bases that could claim ownership of that, but mm. this particularly feels appropriate now. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you, I, this whole thing is so overblown. The New York Jets have probably five or six of the top 100 players in the NFL. You guys have been to title games in the last couple of decades. They were the Yankees have won a bunch of World Series. Like it's, it's not as bad as you make out. You act like you're somewhere stranded with no sports heroes, no victories, no nothing. You had a damn Subway Series in this lifetime, the Mets versus the Yankees. You've been all right, okay? I'm sorry that Patrick Ewing couldn't beat Jordan. Like, it was 30 years ago. Like, this you got some voice, good players now. Is this the voice now. of a Bears, Cubs? Yeah. Like, what, is this the like, voice of Chicago? I feel like his mustache has given him a weird attitude this <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. This, this, very, this I, like, I like it, though. I like it. I'm here for it. We don't make it our whole identity. You know, I, That's why I think the Chicago thing about second city. That's BS. Like, they'd be the first city. <laughs> I don't know. I don't approve of any of that stuff. I'm tired of the complaining. New York hasn't had as bad as you think you've had. <laughs> Ask some other teams. I mean, they've been, it's been awful. Go to Cleveland before LeBron. I mean, it's really rough. We can't have nice things. You have a lot of nice things. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, you can. Jason, what are you? You're from New Jersey. Go ahead. You got the I'm, romance. I'm, I'm from too. It's New York. New York, too. Yeah. yeah. They, to your point, they have Quentin Williams. They have, they have Sauce Gardner. There's a lot to be happy about. The year. Four plays into the... I mean, remember the summer. Yeah. All we talked about was Rodgers. He didn't even complete a pass. Mm, it's absurd, man. Zach Wilson, if baby. This, if you look at this from a 30,000-foot view... It is ghastly. You could laugh at this. It's so absurd. They turned out the lights, put on you two. He ran out on the field with an American flag, Kyle. It was so beautiful. But at the Four same time, oh, at the same time, what were New Yorkers saying yeah, all off season? It was like, watch, it's not gonna work out for us. Watch, Rogers is gonna get hurt. But then or they something. believed. They did. did they? Believe. He said, Hank's Hank says, I'm almost embarrassed 
because I like let myself <gasps> feel leave. like I let <laughs> myself go there mentally. Mm -hmm. That like he opened up. You know, like, yeah. like a wall be brought down. You have hope, and then you're like, oh wait a second, I like the Jets, the Mets, and the Knicks. Of course it wouldn't work out. Mm -hmm. The Mets were the number one rated team going into the season. Everyone said the Mets before the July 4th season was done. <laughs> like. It's sick. It is rough. It's rough. <laughs> Don't tell me you have nice things. You got nice things. You got nice things. Come on now, really nice. I, I, I can't get there. I love Hank Azaria, though. I love the voices. Yeah. I love him in all the movies he does. It's a great guest. You, did you get him to do the voices and all that stuff? You, no, we didn't do voices. Good, good for you. I like that you didn't do that. Original. about the sports. And he was a... Peter's the guy who brings on Frank Calliano. He's like, no impressions. I, I like your him. thoughts on He's sports. like, I like him. He does the voices. Sean Peter. Evans, no hot sauce. No, no hot sauce. Did you get him to do the voices? Oh, no, I'm happy you didn't get him no, to do the voices. That's it. What was the insult about Chicago? Second City? They called it Yeah, Chicago's known as Second City because it's viewed as being second to New York. Like, you're the second biggest. By the way, Hank's area? Yeah. Along came Polly. Oh, yeah. He's. Um, the scuba, he's yeah. Steve. Oh, he's always yes. showing up ripped. Scuba yeah. Steve. Oh, so she right. gives him a, I thought you were with that guy. All he wanted to do Make was scuba. I came back yeah. for you. That's awesome. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Great job. Scuba Steve. Coming up, the Jets are without their star quarterback. Have you heard? Uh, the Bills look sloppy. Did you know that? Uh, does that make the Dolphins the most dangerous team in the AFC East? To a man. Yeah, the Dolphins can't have nice things, though, guys. Don't let them. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So we know, we know about the loss of Aaron Rodgers um, for the first place Jets. The AFC East first place Jets. Well, with the Dolphins. Um, they defeated the Bills on Monday night. The Patriots put up a solid performance against the Eagles. Didn't fare well, though, in the end, though. And then there was the Dolphins. Huge road win against the Chargers. The, probably the most fun game of the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, it was electric. So after all is said and done and what we saw in week one, is Miami really the team to beat now in the AFC East, Jay? Sure. 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 Good won. answer. We watched it. Sure. Miami looked really good on offense. Tua throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill, finding Waddle, scrambling out, making throws. They looked awesome. Tua ended the season injured, didn't play. And he goes out week one, goes for over 400 yards. Week one, 400 yards. Did not finish the season last year. And all we said all offseason, if Tua can stay healthy, if Tua can stay healthy, he looked darn healthy on mm -hmm. Sunday. It was sure a did. ton of fun to watch. It was week one. Jets obviously lost Aaron Rodgers. Bills didn't look good. Patriots are 0-1, lost to the Eagles. So, of course, go ahead. Miami's the team to be in the AFC East. My only thing, as good as they looked on offense and as good as Tua looked, throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill, running all around the field, it was not pretty on the defensive side of the ball. We loved that game so much because it was an absolute shootout. The Miami Dolphins gave up 234 yards on the ground. They did. Almost six yards per carry. They gave up over 400 yards of total defense. And all we talked about was Vic Fangio's yeah. new defensive coordinator, his new system. Didn't look good. That was not it this past Sunday on the defensive side of the ball. Luckily for them, Tua put up great numbers. The offense was rolling. 
But if we're going to say they're the team to beat in the AFC East and a team that's going to be contending, they got to fix some things on the defensive side of the ball. 400 how many yards? 400, over 400 yards. They hyped that as the biggest, uh, high, forget head coach, they yeah. got Vic Fangio. Mm. That's the biggest thing. That's what they were all saying, that, that this is going to change. That's not good. 0 for no. 1. Mm. Oh, for one. So you got 16 more. Swing and a miss. Well, there's no talent on that Chargers defense. So what's he supposed to work? No, there's a lot. Mm. A lot. Jason, you're going to love this. I'm going to talk about some guys in the secondary. Let me bring up three gentlemen who, yes. like, let me call these guys out. Guys, it's time to go to work. Mm. There's oh. this player named Tyreek Hill. He had 200 yards like he was getting out of bed the other day. Those are the three corners, alleged lockdown corners in the AFC East who will be facing them. That's uh, Jonathan Jones on the right side who will be facing them this weekend. Jason and I were talking about this earlier in the show. 200 yards in the NFL is a ridiculous number. When someone is going north of 150, you have a little conversation on the sideline and say, that's enough. Now, I'm not saying you code red somebody or anything, but you say, they're not touching the ball again, guys. I was asked last night by a friend of mine, so Tyreek Hill's going to get 2,000, right? I'm like, I know he said he's going to. No damn way is he going to get 2,000 yards. No. And if he does, those three guys, it, you completely whiffed. Whiffed. Sauce, you're not the next best thing. Trey, you're not where you used to be. Jonathan James, you're not the next best thing. You should take it personally that an AFC East receiver is out there putting up numbers like that. And it, it was so casual. He made it look so obvious, like so easy. So, no, he's not going to get 2,000 yards. I looked it up. Last year, you know, with Tua even, he'll have a game. We'll have 33 yards, mm -hmm. 47. Those are on the record. He's due for one of those. Someone, certainly with the Patriots, if you're going to be about defense this year, that guy better not even sniff 150, let alone 200. And one other thing, if he does get 2,000 yards this season, it better damn well be in 16 games. Out of respect for all the other wide receivers yeah. who have tried to do it. Don't give me that 17th game he gets 190, and it's like when David Robinson had 91 points in the last game of the season. It was B. Yes, if you're going to get a Tyreek in 16, but these corners, can we stop him? I mean, he's really fast. We get it. Yeah. A lot of players are fast. Stop him. <laughs> I want to say it was George Gervin and David Thompson, the last day of the season in the ABA nice, in the man. 70s, and they both scored like 67 points. That, you don't want that. You want pure. 16, 16 games. games. And make it decisive. Dolphins were the best team in the AFC East this week, and that includes a Jets team that, that came all the way back, and the Bills looked listless, and the Patriots fought hard, yeah. didn't get it done. I think with the injury to Zach Wilson, it's fair to say if I was to restructure my power rankings, I wouldn't have the Jets in that top two. I would have the Bills and the Dolphins, mm. just based on what we know from the quarterbacks. Mm. And I go back to last year, and they had three of the best games that we saw in the football season. Let me go back through a little bit here. Week three, remember this one, with the, with the sun beating down on that Bills sideline. Mm. Everyone hyping the Bills for a Super Bowl run, and then all of a sudden Tua and uh, the, the Dolphins take care of business. Zero points on three fourth-quarter drives from the Bills. Tua did his job on offense, and then the defense <laughs> did theirs at the end of the game. That was when Ken Dorsey slammed down the tablet. So good. Tough loss for the Bills, and yet... They would bounce back because in week 15, they would host the Dolphins in a Saturday night game where the Dolphins had the lead for much of this game, but Josh Allen was heroic down the stretch. Allen went 304 with four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Tyler Bass would hit a 25-yard field goal in the freezing, frigid cold weather to win that one 32 to 29. Sure enough, we go to the playoffs. Tua can't play. Obviously, it's going to be a blowout, right? The mm -hmm. Bills are going to blow out the Dolphins Great at home. Game. Quite the contrary. Kyle, yeah. Skylar Thompson at quarterback, and the Dolphins hung. Dolphins put up 31 points on this Bills defense. With Skylar Thompson at quarterback, they would come all the way back. In they this almost one. stole this thing, dude. Yeah. It was close. They almost stole it. That was James Cook back when he wore that number, yeah. uh, 28. Dolphins would fight. Josh Allen, two interceptions, yep. a fumble lost. 
really good game and the Bills would get the best of them. We're showing all the good Bills defensive highlights, but when you give up 31 points to Skylar Thompson, it leaves a lot to be desired. It makes me think that the Dolphins could have the edge on this Bills defense. They have never wavered over the last uh, three times they played them. Even with their backup quarterback, they put up a ton of points. Yeah. I don't know. Psychologically, yes, the Bills had the edge, 2-1. to one, But if you're the Dolphins, you're not scared of the Bills. Mm -hmm. And you know you could put up points, and you know Tua can play. It's the age-old adage that we do here at Good Morning Football. If Tua is healthy... healthy. And yeah, this could be the year that the Dolphins are the heavies because the Bills, they didn't look like they were ready to go out and dominate the AFC East when I saw them Monday night. I'll leave my answer with uh, another stereotypical thing that we hear a lot, which is one game at a time. In the spirit of one game at a time, I look at the one Sunday night and it's Dolphins and Patriots and the Patriots hung around last weekend with the Eagles. People were really high on Bill O'Brien after that and somehow could he have been the magical key that gets Mac Jones working? Do you think that at home, I believe it's at home for the Patriots, do you think it is, it is. at home that Bill O'Brien has, what did you see from that game working to get Mac Jones, was there a connection there that was palpable, a real difference from last year? No doubt about it. Mac Jones obviously had to pick six to slay, but had over 300 yards and three touchdowns throwing the ball. So yeah. for them on offense, they didn't get the running game going the way they want, but Mac Jones looked a ton better. It was reminiscent of his rookie year, which you expected in year two mm -hmm. when he took off. So yes, I, I I think he looked a lot better. They were down 16 to zero, I think, yeah. before you knew it. Ezekiel fumbles after mm -hmm. yeah. the pick six, and you're like, oh. They're going to get blown out, and they fought their way back in that game. Fought so. hard, but yeah. if they start 0-2 and, and both games are at home, yeah. good night, Irene. Maybe uh, Irene. with the Dolphins this year, you might see how the Lions started last year. It was like 45-41, 39-34. Like, it just could be a wild shootout. But whatever, a win's a win. Thursday night, football mm. on Prime kicks off. Who got? Two of the NFL's most exciting offenses. Guys, this is in two days. Yeah. It's the Vikings traveling once again to Philadelphia I'll to the NFC champion Philadelphia okay, Eagles, Jay. right? Yeah, yeah. Here's House, Jason McCourty yeah. on the radio call, but also you can see it on Prime Video, 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Still to come on Good Morning Football. The Lions took down the defending champs. God, that game feels like two weeks ago I know, we got to talk about the Lions some more today. But will it, um, what does it take to have the train continue to roll on? Scott Pioli will give us his thoughts on the Lions. We hear you, Browns fans. We'll talk about the Browns. Relax. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Some incredible commercial crosstalk with our guest right now, who we love. Scott Pioli is our NFL Network inside uh, GM's former three-time Lombardi trophy winner, all the accolades, and now you're on the show with us now. And in the commercial break, we were talking a little bit about the Dolphins and their coach. And I just want to quickly shed some light on that Mike McDaniel clock management. I love that, what you were saying. Yeah, it was brilliant because, again, what you don't want to do, the way you win games is to not lose them and to not do, do anything stupid. Mike McDaniel was prepared and played smart football. He let the other team lose it. There you go. Speaking of coaches, Robert Sala came out pretty strong yesterday and reiterated that this is Zach Wilson's team. 
you're in the front office of a team and you lose your starting quarterback on day one of the NFL season. What's going on behind the scenes to find some sort of replacement or veteran backup? Peter, there's not too much work that really should be done right now at this moment. This is where the offseason was so important. Your number two quarterback should already be on your roster if you're a good front office and if you're prepared. So what you need to do is think about who is going to be your next number two. So right now, if you have an injury like this, and unfortunately I was a part of teams that had early season twice, game one and one time game two, where we lost our starting quarterback. In 1999, it was with the Jets, we lost Vinny Testaverde. We had been in the AFC Championship game the year before. We had our backup on the roster because you can't be scrambling. You can't be distracting coaches from doing their job. Their job is to coach the team. Your job is to bring in players. A couple of years later, we're at the Patriots. Drew Bledsoe goes down in game two. We have Tom Brady on the roster. You elevate him and you backfill at number two and number three. In 2008, of course, we had the Tom Brady torn AC we had Matt Castle on the roster. We were ready to win 11 games. What you have to do is be prepared. This way, there's not too many distractions, and then you move forward. Now is not the time to be scrambling when you lose your starting quarterback. I love that. Robert Sala just inserting confidence in his team. And there's another head coach in the NFL whose team is really confident, and that's the Detroit Lions. And, Scott, multiple times you've talked mm-hmm. about your faith that you have in Dan Campbell and these Lions this year. From what you know about this organization, what stood out most to you in their week one win over the Chiefs? Jason, so first of all, I go back to last year. I had supreme confidence in Dan Campbell and their general manager, Brad Holmes. The reason is that they've built this football team in the image of both leaders. They're collecting players that fit how they want to do things, not only from a scheme standpoint, from a makeup standpoint. And when you go back and you look at this win last week, a lot of those things showed up. Dan Campbell is about smart football and clean football, doing the right thing. You look at their numbers last week, they had only one turnover and only four penalties. That's good, clean football. That's how you win games. That is how they built this football team. The other thing that I really like that they did is they believe in their rookie players. They're going to be aggressive when they make decisions, but they're not going to be so aggressive that they're not thoughtful. This week they played Jameer Gibbs, they played Sam Laporta, Jack Campbell, and Brian Branch four rookies that contributed to this win. They are coming on strong. They tell everyone what they believe in. They go out and do it, and they're very authentic, which makes the locker room believe in everything that Dan Campbell's going to do on the field, and they are prepared to win games. Home opener this weekend against a very physical Seattle team. That, that'll mm. be an incredible sight in that stadium. Meanwhile, Scott, you were there in Foxborough. You watched mm. Eagles versus Patriots. We talked about it. Uh, week one, mm. survive in advance. Get the win by any means necessary. The Eagles did. It wasn't pretty. Who cares? Now they have a short week, though. They're playing the Vikings, who need to win bad Thursday night football. What are you going to be watching for in Eagles-Vikings week two? Kyle, you're exactly right. It wasn't pretty, but I'll tell you what, it wasn't bad for the Eagles either. Again, I think the Patriots' defense is better than people believe. So when we saw the Eagles a little bit out of sync and maybe not hitting on all cylinders, some of it may have been the preseason preparation, as head coach Nick Sirianni said. The other part was the Patriots are a good defense. So as I watch this week and looking at the Eagles, what I'm really going to be looking for is a little bit more consistency and things a little bit more in sync. They are going to be much better 
this Thursday night than they were on Sunday, even though it's a short week. And when I look at the Minnesota Vikings, to me, I'm going to be paying attention to how their offensive line is and what they can do up front. I'm also going to see if they can play clean football. When you look at what the Vikings did this last weekend, they had three turnovers. They were, again, minus three on the day in turnovers. Two of those were in the red zone, and the third turnover was a turnover in their, within their own territory that gave up a field goal. But to me, this game is going to be one up front between the Eagles' defensive line and the Minnesota Vikings' offensive line. These two played early in the season last year. Did not fare well for the Vikings, Scott. It'll be a great Thursday night game. The NFL, this is cool, mm. has an exciting announcement today regarding the International Player mm. Pathway Program. What can you tell us about it? Well, it is a really exciting announcement that they're getting ready to make. So starting next year in 2024, all 32 teams are going to be given a 17th practice squad position for an international player. The way that we've done it in the last several years is there's never been enough international players, so we've selected either one division or two division that gets an extra allocated player for the practice squad. But starting next year, because we've changed the definition of what an international qualifying player is, every team is going to have a 17th practice squad. So this is going to change how teams have to scout and how they have to find players and a little bit of roster building. So the new rule now, again, is more about the definition of what an international player is. And what an international player is going to be defined as now, moving forward in 2024, is that they are no more than two years of high school in the United States, and they are citizens outside the U.S. and Canada. So now if you have an international player that was recruited by IMG Academy and plays one year at IMG Academy, but then goes to Notre Dame for four years, they will qualify and have the ability to have an international exemption for the roster next year. Last year, there was 319 international players throughout the NCAA. We need to find a way to get those players and into the league and grow the game so fans in other countries have people that that they can look at. We love it. We love we it. Really Scott. do. You are an ambassador awesome. for this. As anybody uh, at the NFL can say, that you are this. You are leading the charge. We appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Scott Pioli. Thank you for another great appearance. Thanks, everyone. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.